Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting, podcasting live from the Structure First studios of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful, quarantined New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Structure First Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? It is April, and in the banking world, April is Financial Literacy Month. And so I always like going to people that are in Generation Next and talking to them about what they do and don't know about money and financial literacy. And this year, wow, do we have a treat for you because this person pretty much knows a lot about that stuff already and how he acquired that information is going to make this episode of the Structure First Power Performance Podcast truly enjoyable. And the name of the episode today is Super Dave. And when you hear from our guest, you're going to know exactly why the episode is aptly titled Super Dave. However, When we all get back to, and we will, get back to our headquarters, branches, and workspaces, and you look around and say, you know what, we really need to upgrade the look around here. It's looking a little Spanish flu. It's looking a little Ebola. We need a more COVID-19 contemporary vibe. Remember that every branch makes a statement. What does yours say? Well, if you want to say something bold and dynamic about your brand, contact Structure First today. Yes, I made that rhyme so beautifully. Anyway, today I want to get right to the interview. The young man that I interviewed earlier this week is just, first of all, all you bankers need to write down his name because you're going to want to hire him. If you've got some lazy middle management nobody working at your brand, fear not. Help is on the way in the personage of David Rivero. He is the student body president out at Texas Tech University. He is a senior pursuing a degree in finance with a minor in political science. He's from Lovington, New Mexico. He's been heavily involved in the Student Government Association. He was the homecoming king in 2018. He is in the Honors College. He is just, I mean, were I to read his entire bio, the show would be about four and a half hours long. Which is about how long it feels looking at some of the webinars and things that people are posting right now. So if you're like me and you're tired of waking up to bad news every day, sit back and listen to just a tremendous representative of Generation Next. I actually have his bio in the episode description if you want to read it. The interview was recorded yesterday. April 2nd, like I said, when you hear David's story, it is absolutely fascinating. And since it's Financial Literacy Month, I did want to talk to somebody who I thought might not know a whole lot about financial literacy. And yet I found out even though David might be the outlier, the perspective that he brings, being a leader, being around other people who may not have had some of the same life experiences, 
as he has makes this. It it's, was absolutely one of my favorite interviews of all time. And we're going to get to know David and we're going to do it all right after this. Hey, remember, if you want to hear the show, just ask your smart speaker, say, Alexa, play Structure First Power Performance Podcast on TuneIn. Conference quality information without the expense report. This is the power of performance. That is right. Guns up. But it's not a robbery. No, it's the going band from Raiderland, Lubbock, Texas, which is where our guest joined us from at his home in Lubbock. His name is David Rivero. He is the student body president at Texas Tech University. And we asked him how he was doing. I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, welcome to the show. Yeah. Folks, you heard me read this young man's bio earlier. One day you'll be calling him President Rivero. Promise you that. <laughs> hey, I mean, you are the student body president. I'm talking about the, the main man, the president of the United States, Estados Unidos, for all of your good friends out in New Mexico and elsewhere. It is Financial Literacy Month, David, in the banking world. And while you did not get a class on financial literacy per se when you were in high school you learned about it in a very very unique real sink or swim way tell us about it of course jason yeah like like i mentioned you know i i had a very unconventional <laughs> upbringing and uh, my dad and my mom they, they were always really trying to challenge uh, my my older sister younger sister and myself and um, I had always been, you know, one of those one of those kids who kind of went above and beyond. And I always had an interest in sales, and uh, we used to do our, our fundraising and fundraisers. And I remember uh, wanting to sell, you know, 500 cases of, of Coca-Cola products or 500 boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. And I think that really sparked something in my parents. And uh, we we had many discussions, and my dad had always wanted us to kind of be business owners. Uh, just like him, kind of following those footsteps. And uh, a few times we, we spoke about a food truck. And, you know, it was one of those things that I had always told my dad, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. We even came up with a, a hypothetical name. And, you know, believe it or not, uh, a month or so after that conversation, my, my dad showed up to my house with a 25-foot-long food trailer. And, you know, I, I mean, as you can imagine, my amazement I, um, I I really I stepped foot in there and you know it had anything and everything you could think of I mean from uh, a fryer a freezer a commercial size freezer refrigerator um, an oven stove three compartment sink ice maker suppression system anything you can think of in a food truck it was there and I remember thinking you know like how is this going to work and um, and and after talking to my dad he told me he said you know you you have a, a business loan payment due the seventh of every month and you really need to figure out how you're going to pay that and I remember looking at my mom you know in, in kind of with a confused uh, thought process you know and I um, and I really had to sit down and figure things out I know I, I spoke to my mom and my dad he um, 
he went ahead and uh, he got me one of my first events. I, I did an event for the Hobbs Hispano Chamber of Commerce, the Vistice de Septiembre, which is just the Independence Day celebration. Right. And um, we went ahead and, and, and I did that event that night and with lots of help from my family. I know my mom really picked up um, a, a, lot of, a lot of knowledge, of course. She had no knowledge about what was going to happen to begin with, I know that food truck showed up and she was just as confused as I was when we <laughs> saw that. But, you know, through the years that, um, you know, I, I can genuinely say I learned something new with every single event that I did. Of course, I was, um, I was 15 years old. I was a freshman in high school. Um, I, wow. I, I really didn't even have my driver's license. And so um, with that, it was just a really, really good learning experience. And, you know, we talk about, about financial literacy. And, of course, I, I never really had an opportunity to, to take a class in high school. I mean, those classes were never offered. And so hmm. this was a way of really giving me a um, real-life, real-world experience that, you know, I – I mean, it still continues to to um, enhance, you know, my thought process to this day. Well, I, I, you mentioned that you didn't get a class in high school. Just as an aside, do you do you wish that that was a class that more young people at the high school level could get the basics of financial literacy? I do. Um, you know, the the basics of financial literacy. I think. No, I know. I mean, it, it genuinely impacts the lives of every single person. Yep. I mean, whether or not you're a business owner, you're always going to have a savings account, a checking account. Uh, you know, you're going to need to have credit um, if you want to if you want to purchase a home and and you need a mortgage right. loan. And you know, it's just it's something that impacts every single individual um, here in America. And one of the things that I think should be offered are, are those classes for students. I know yeah. um, for me in college, I, I'm fortunate enough to be in the honors college and I had an opportunity to take a uh, financial planning elective course. Of course, it was hmm. never a part of my degree plan, but because it was offered as an elective, I took that and you'd, you'd be surprised at how much I learned just from, just from that one hour class over, over a semester period. So I know that it would definitely impact and, and, and benefit a lot of students nationwide. Well, we spoke about this in the pre-call, and I said I didn't want to find out till we were on the air. But I have to know, uh, and I agree with you, by the way, that I wish more people, not everybody has a dad that rolls up with a 20-plus foot food truck to, learn, to teach them about financial literacy and business. But I've been waiting for almost 24 hours to find out, A, what was the name of your food truck, and what kind of food did you sell? <laughs> well, Jason, um, we uh, we had a family friend who, um, from the first day he called me, uh, or he uh, met me, he always called me Super Dave, and you know it was <laughs> something that stuck with me. And so um, that was that was the name of my food truck. It was Super Dave's, and. Um, Again, earlier I mentioned I was still in high school, so I had to um, do special events. I would do the, the Lee County Fair and Rodeo. I would do concerts. Um, I would do so many different local um, events, both in my community and um, uh, in New Mexico and across um, across Texas as well. And so for each event, I would actually customize my menu to that event. Let's say, for mm. example, if I was doing the Lee County Fair and Rodeo, um, I would have um, asado, beef fajitas, brisket, turkey mm. legs, um, funnel cakes with all of the toppings and um, you oh, know, wow. homemade lemonade and 
all of those different types of things. And of course, um, you know, I used to always do this, um, this nonprofit. I, I used to do an event for this nonprofit organization um, to bring autism awareness. And, you know, at, at that event specifically, we used to have a little bit more fun with our, um, with, with our menu. And, you know, we would do hot Cheetos and cheese and, you know, brisket nachos and hot dogs and hamburgers. And I mean, of course, anything and everything that you can think of, um, we had at some point during during an event throughout the time that I had super days, I know with that you know every every single event i would I would speak to um, you know the community organizer just to figure out what it is that they they really wanted us to prepare but I mean again, I was fifteen years old i uh, I, I loved to cook, but now I mean I can tell you my, my stepdad taught me how to uh, smoke a brisket. My grandmother uh, wow. has taught me how to make her uh, homemade, uh, you know, famous asado chile, and you know it's just been a really really good learning experience. And I mean even even with my funnel cakes, I've had to experiment with so many different batters and whatnot, and just just to really find our own. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you're not hungry right now, there's something wrong with you. Check your pulse. Check your eye watch. Because before we recorded this show, I just had a very, you know, nice, healthy salad. And all of that sounds demonstrably better than what I just had for lunch here in New Braunfels, Texas, <laughs> Republic thereof. Now, no bank, and this, most of our listeners are, are banks and credit unions across America, no bank had COVID-19 in their strategic plan for 2020. Marketing plans and certainly profit projections are being tossed around and tossed in the garbage. I wanted to ask you, as a young person, has this situation, you're a senior in college, has this situation compelled you to think different about your future and your financial future differently? It has, Jason. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm, no one had, you know, COVID-19 within their strategic plan, and um, a lot of, I mean, we, we see around a lot of different institutions or uh, family businesses or whatever it may be are, are really suffering right now. I know for me mm-hmm. as a young individual who is um, anticipating and, and preparing myself to enter the workforce, it's 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 really a, a testament to the uncertainty that we really have. Um, as, as as a society, I know something could change within a split second. I have very good friends of mine who um, had internships lined up or job offers mm. lined up, which have since been rescinded. And you know, for wow. for me, it's really an opportunity. Very thankful my internship um, is still going to have us over the summer, but we don't know what that's going to look like. That may be remote. Right. That, that, that may be um, having me stay in Lubbock versus moving to Dallas where I was anticipating to go. I know in terms of just a financial situation, I have, I've had many friends who really are dealing with that uncertainty right now. I know as a university college student, I know a lot of the things that we're thinking about is um, moving, relocating um, for jobs and whatnot. Yep. And right now it's just, a, it's just a, a, um, a lot of uncertainty. And so right now there really is no telling, but in terms of uh, being prepared, I know that that's just something that not all of us could be, but, I mean, we're just making, making the most of, of what we do have right now. Well, I've, I've spent, you know, when my when my son walked into my studio last year around this time. In fact, in fact, it was the very day. It was I know it's Tuesday, the night of the national championship, when unfortunately Virginia beat Texas Tech in overtime. He walked in and said, "I've made my decision. I'm going to Texas Tech." 
and I was floored because it was not <laughs> it was not on <laughs> it was not on the radar. It was not one of the schools that we had really talked about. And so I've spent a lot of time up in Lubbock and on the campus, and I love to see how the young people gather together. When you're with your friends at the in the student government offices or at the sub, which of course everyone knows what that means when you're on the campus of Texas Tech or in the library, even before and during this. COVID-19 crisis, how much did you and your friends really discuss money, financial plans, and now, of course, some of those financial stresses that you were talking about? Wow. You know, I, you know, I will start out by saying uh, Texas, Texas Tech University is what I like to call the Harvard of the West. Uh, you know, it's the yep. premier institution, tier one research institution, and it's really provided me and, and a lot of my friends um, opportunities that I don't think I really would have received um, elsewhere. And so, yep. With that, um, you know, just leading into your question, uh, in my position as student body president, I, I have the immense opportunity to represent approximately 40,000 students. And with that, um, that, that position comes along with a, a, lot of, a lot of responsibility. And so as, as a finance major, um, one, of the, one of my favorite things that I've been able to do is really reevaluate the tuition and fees that we all as students pay. And so being able to look at those different budgets, I mean, those were never conversations that I, I, I really engaged in before. Another thing that we do on behalf of the Student Government Association is we have a budget and finance committee where we, um, we allocate um, a, a large amount of money to really um, continue the operations of our over 550 student organizations. Um, and so with that, um, we, we have to interview every single organization um, to then figure out what their allocation is going to be. And so, you know, right. in having those conversations with my peers, you know, we, we really talk about what's necessary, what, what, what type of budget um, is appropriate for an organization of 200 members versus an organization of 15. And so, you know, having those conversations, but also, um, it was very interesting to me because it was never something that was talked about before I, I, I got into this position. Um, it, since, since serving as student body president, I, I have so many um, students who um, come to me with different financial stresses and struggles, and um, it's really shined a light upon um, many different struggles, if you will. Um, I know that we are all um, very, I guess, connected to our, our, our bubbles of influence, if you will, the people that we talk to every day. Um, but this position has afforded me the opportunity to talk to even people that I never thought I'd even cross paths with. And so we're having those conversations. We're talking about what it means, um, you know, to, um, to, to go to college. I mean, what, right. what financial stress would those look like? Um, another thing that we're doing on behalf of, of the Student Government Association is we're looking for ways to really be good stewards of our students' money, but also educate students in the aspect of what it means to be financial, financially literate and, and how that can affect our lives, not only as college students, but also as adults entering the workforce. That is, that is absolutely great stuff. And you heard what David said, the president of a student body of 40,000 students. There are, that is more than almost 20,000 incorporated cities in America don't have that many residents living in them. As, as a tag along on that question, there are lots of banks and credit unions in the Texas Tech community. Are they missing an opportunity to be on campus talking to students about financial literacy? I, 
think that a lot of different organizations have taken an interest in students. I know specifically we have the Texas Tech Credit Union, um, yep. which is a We've had them on the show. Excited. We've had them on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, it's an opportunity. I know that um, being a part of the Rawls College of Business, um, you know, I, I am a little biased, but it is the best college we have on <laughs> campus. And, um, you know, uh, we, we get a lot of um, guest speakers. And we, we have so many yes. opportunities to okay. um, collaborate and just hear from uh, professionals from our community. And so I know that and even, just even within a lot of my financial classes, whether that be corporate finance or um, even real estate law for that matter, we've had so many different individuals that have been able to come share their experiences, but also kind of tap into um, some of the key demographics that we have. I mean, that is obviously a great demographic to tap into. I know that one of the things Absolutely. that um, I always advocate for um, is is students really taking the time to kind of cultivate their, their credit and really get their credit to um, a, a, a good standing point. I know me, I really did have to learn the hard way, um, but, you know, it's a demographic for students that, that really don't know. And, you know, and so taking, you know, with different credit unions and companies or whatever it may be, taking the time to educate students and then really tapping into that demographic, I think it's, it is, is nothing short of just a, a really smart move. Yeah, the, uh, what we do know in the banking perspective is every young person under the age of 21 has at least $200,000 of lending needs built into them. And on my iPhone, I just tried to multiply 40,000 times 200,000, and I got an error <laughs> message. So there is a huge opportunity out there for, for banks and credit unions. And just as another aside, the CEO of Texas Tech Credit Union, Chris Hudson, is actually a graduate of the Rawls Business College. Just a little fun fact on the structure first power of performance. Yeah, we have had them on the show, by the way. Now that you're a senior, if you could get every high school senior, every incoming first-year student, let's say we put them out at AT&T Stadium, what advice would you give them regarding money and spending habits as they prepare for and arrive at their college campuses all across the country? I think, you know, that's a, a very important question to ask. I know for me, um, I am a first-generation college student, and so um, navigating these waters, I know my older sister and I, we're both at Texas Tech right now. She actually happens to be my roommate. And so, you know, being able to, to navigate these waters together has been um, a, a very, interesting, um, very interesting journey. And I know that for me, some of the things that I wish um, I really would have, um, I wish my friends and myself really would have known more um, going into college, um, I, I think first and foremost is, is budgeting. I think we yep. as, <laughs> as a young individuals, we get so caught up in how much money we may have in our bank account or in our pocket. And, you know, if we have $300, that doesn't necessarily translate into we have $300 to spend, if you will, on clothes. And so, you know, budgeting and really taking into consideration how much it actually costs to live. I mean, I never really understood um, how much insurance was, how much rent yep. was, how much, you know, a car payment is. And of course, um, you know, those are all things that, you know, we, we learn with age. Um, but another thing I would say is, is asking questions, more so to your parents. Um, I know for me, I've always been um, a curious individual. And so anytime I, I have questions unanswered or I may be confused about something, I always ask my parents. And so, um, you know, even with, um, you know, 
taking it back to uh, my food truck super days, um, you know, in terms of figuring out, you know, I learned what principle and interest was um, at 15 years old. And, you know, to be able to ask those questions to my parents, um, that's something that really helped. But again, you know, I mentioned this earlier, uh, working on establishing credit early. I mean, that's something that we as as young individuals can really benefit from, you know, the best way to do it is, you know, become an authorized user of, of an individual who already has established credit, which would be, you know, for example, our parents. Um, but again, most right. people don't know that. And, you know, um, and another thing I will say is really just planning for the future. Um, I know for me, and I mean, especially in light of recent events with COVID-19, you can never be too prepared. And in terms Absolutely. of, you know, preparation, I know a thing that, you know, that, that is really assisted me or assisted friends for that matter is having an emergency fund. You never know when you will need to tap into that for something. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of individuals need to take into consideration, um, you know, when, when they're really trying to take their, um, I guess their, their financial literacy levels to a new level. Um, I know another thing I would mention, I, I, said, I said this earlier, I had an opportunity to take a, um, an elective through the Honors College, a financial planning um, course. If you, if, if you have an opportunity to take that, take it, even if it's just yep. a one-hour course, because um, I assure you, I learned so much within that, that, you know, I'm, even on topics that I thought I already knew, um, I, I already thought I knew. And so with that, it's just one of those things that um, I think we all have to be conscious of. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to go into debt just to pay for college. And so um, another thing, you know, I would, I would really implore um, high school seniors or first-year college students is really just to um, weigh all of the benefits and, and opportunities and options that we have. I mean, there's a plethora of options out there that we can all take advantage of. And so right now, it's just a matter of, of being curious enough to, to go looking for them. That is great stuff. His name is David Rivero. He is the student body president at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Absolutely, the Harvard of the West. Before we get to our final <laughs> little quick hits, quick question, do you want to you want to tell us the name of your sister so we can make her famous here on the show? <laughs> My older sister's name is Ariana Rivero. She um, is a graduate student now, studying family and marriage, a family couple, oh, wow. and uh, marriage therapy here, and so. With that, you know, even her, she has had all of her new challenges with COVID-19, having to conduct teletherapy and things like that. And so, again, um, you know, situations like this, they they affect everyone. And, again, we can can never be too cautious in planning for the future. Who is is more neat around the apartment there, your sister or you? Uh, Most definitely my sister. (laughs) I will will be honest (laughs) with you. Uh, I am a very... um, a sporadic individual. I will say, with this newfound, um, I guess, downtime with school moving to online, I have had an opportunity yeah. to kind of clean my house and reorganize my Same here. And, and clean in from that's been there. But, you know, I'll tell you, uh, throughout the school year, it's I'm really only home to uh, shower and sleep. I, I know all about that, and I'm just I'm with you right there. By the way, David, I've always been a neat freak. I'm a total stone cold neat freak, bordering on obsessive neatness. But during this lockdown, holy cow, you could perform open heart surgery in my studio. It is so clean <laughs> right now. I mean, you really could. It, it is that it. clean right now. It absolutely is. Okay, just some real fun, quick hit questions uh, because the world wants to know for. for 
for David Rivero, Apple or Android? Oh, Apple all the way. <laughs> all right, Apple all the way. Very good, very, very good. Um, without giving away any of the endings, because I haven't finished it yet, have you seen The Tiger King on Netflix? I have. I have. You know, okay. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't. I, I I never really had time to watch television, but you know, all of this uh, having the time to watch crap TV. I mean, that is definitely what what I'm what I'm taking advantage of. <laughs> Finally, I asked David, what did he hope for himself in the future, and he had a brilliant, concise answer. Hopefully, I'll be nothing short of happy. And I told this fascinating young man that I wished him and his family a lifetime of peace and prosperity, and I thanked him so very very kindly for being on the show um it, this has been very fun and it's very enlightening um i i it, it definitely passes the time and i'm very thankful to to, to be on air with you oh, wonderful job right yeah absolutely. wow david Rivetto, you'll be hearing more about this young man in the banking marketplace i did ask him off the air what his primary financial institution is, and it is Wells Fargo. However, he wanted me to mention that this summer in Dallas, he will be doing an internship with J.P. Morgan Chase, and he thinks he'll probably change his accounts over to J.P. Morgan Chase. There's not enough time to get into all the great information that David shared and how you can apply it to your banking brand and your youth outreach and your financial literacy efforts. I'm going to talk to you about that next week because that is a treasure trove of information that David just shared with us. And if you're not looking for him right now on LinkedIn, his name is David Rivero, R-I-V-E-R, like river with an O. Trust me, you're going to want to hire this young man at your banking brand someday. And yes, I did finish The Tiger King. And yes, you should watch it because it will make you feel like the best person on earth. And in terms of Netflix recommendations, let's get out of here with the theme song for Narcos, one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And thank you so much for listening to the Structure First Power Performance Podcast. My name is Jason Dyes. And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Stay healthy and take care. Torre, yo soy la espada que guarda el